day today the etf thing that was so long awaited by many has been released it did amazingly much to everybody's consternation fuck all in terms of price action it did up down and start and ended the day right back where we started which is funny 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 i love bitcoin when it does this dash how you doing i'm doing good thanks Andy. well Let's dive in. What's going on in Japan? Yeah, for the Japan segment, uh, listen, wanted to keep it tight this week. We've uh, obviously had the holidays. Dash has been a little bit lazy, maybe not keeping up with the news as much as I should have. But a couple of things that did jump out, um, as thought was interesting. Um, The Bank of Japan, apparently, um, became a net seller of... um, of uh, ETFs, talking about ETFs, but of course, in, in this case, the uh, the Japanese stock market ETF um, in 2023. And this was a little bit of a surprise when I saw this in the news because I'm not sure how, I mean, I'm sure many of the listeners will be aware, and I know you are, um, that the, JC, uh, the, the, the JLB has been um, uh, buying um, assets, uh, not only debt, but also equities for i think it's around a decade now and there was always um, a a running concern that you know the the market was manipulated of course the the market is manipulated um completely and not necessarily in the way people think but 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 there was there was um, amongst normies and in japan there was this concern that well is the stock market sort of artificially propped up and what happens when the the central bank removes that um the 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 buying and and start selling uh would it would it not crash the market and apparently not because the Jap- japan market not sure if you've seen is it's it's red hot right now um there's you know it's up every day it's uh it's pro- probably outperforming bitcoin at this point and and so yeah it seems that um they have been successful at least in um you know p- part of the reason that they did the buying the equities was to you know um I mean, they, they had some rather nuanced ways of putting it, but it was essentially to prop up the market to prevent any sort of widespread um, rapid depreciation of the of the assets, if you like. Um, and and they were always planning at one point once they'd stay, quote unquote, stabilize things to sort of exit that position and unwind it. And so they have taken the first step to do that. And it seems to be working. Um, any thoughts on, on, on this? Well, this seems like um, what we got with, uh, interest rates in the U.S. when they raised it, you know, when when uh, we were going off zero, they're like, if you raise rates anymore, te- our testicles will explode and the country will explode and, you know, women will, you know, die in, in childbirth and all this other kind of crazy shit. And what happened? Stock market bounced up just fine and it's sitting at all-time highs. Kind of goes to show you that in both cases, um, the idea that central planning, central ba- uh, centrally planning, uh, bank, <laughs> central banks that do central planning are fucking useless and mid, uh, you know, mid curver thoughts on the matter are completely worthless. And people that you see on TV or people are macro macro bros. All these people have have really no idea what's going on. You can't really anticipate it. There might be a few people that are that are ahead of the curve and, and really have a good beat on things. But those people often have one cycle where they're ahead, like, like a Michael Burry where he's ahead, but you know, um, it came this time, he was going to short everything and then he lost a billion dollars or whatever the hell it was. So nobody's a genius. Nobody's smart. You know, each, 
you know, some people have a good read on things for a time, but then the market learns their, their maneuvers, sniffs them out, and then nobody knows. So when it comes to Japanese selling the bonds or selling ETFs off and it actually not hurting the stock market, stock market that's kind of par for the course. You know, the less intervention, usually the better. Had they done this, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years ago, who knows where they'd be at now? They'd probably be way ahead, right? Yeah, I think there's that. I, I don't know, though. It's, I don't know if they're just being lucky. I don't know if this is the karma for the storm. It does seem, though, the central bank or central planners have managed this whole situation sort of post-COVID and with the inflation, et cetera, as best as could have been expected. Um, if you're going to give them a grade, and I'm talking about the, the Fed here as much as the Bank of Japan, but it would be, I would have thought, at least a B plus. I mean, they, 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 you know, based on their stated, you know, remits and what have you, it seems that they've managed to get through the worst of it now. You know, obviously, um, I mean, people. And what, one thing that I find amusing, people, people have been um, predicting black swans and things for this year, and of course, a black swan's something, but by its very nature, you can't predict. Mm. It's kind of it's stupid to 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 do it. But um, but um, but barring some kind of of a black swan, it, I mean, it does it does seem like they're they're out through the other side now. You know, uh, obviously, time will tell. Um, but and 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 your point about the kind of mid mid uh, wit, um, I I don't know, man. I mean, I I think I, I think I, I believe they're very smart people. Um, I, and I believe one of the the difference between maybe the, the the bankers and the kind of macro bro analysts in terms of, um, you know, being right and wrong. Um, I think the the, the advantage that the central bankers have is the money printer, and it does seem that that's a really big money printer which covers a lot of sins. At least at least it has for a while now, and it doesn't look like stopping anytime soon. And and so even when they're wrong, they can kind of make themselves right and. Um, so yeah, um, as of today, um, you know, they, they, they seem to have done an okay job. Now, I also thought that one of the reasons that I'm seeing this in the media at all is interesting. And, but I think, um, I don't know if you've noticed there's been a big, uh, the media is really pushing the Japanese stock market right now. Mm. They're really pushing the new NISA. Yep. Um, J- Japan Inc is in full swing. It's top down. It's everybody should be buying Nisa. I've even seen things like, you know, alluding to sort of FOMO in headline. And I'm talking about the, the Nikkei here, supposedly, mm. uh, you know, um, sober publication, but they're, they're kind of really, um, getting the animal, trying to, trying to fire up the animal spirits and get everyone into ape in, into these stocks. And so, I suspect some kind of coordination. I think, you know, one of the things that maybe made people reluctant to buy into the stock market was this fear about the JC, uh, sorry, the um, JLB um, pull, pulling its support or turning that seller. And, and so this kind of news helps convince people, right? They're like, oh, the market's going up every day and it's not because of the Bank of Japan. So um, I just wondered how much of that was, was was part of the coordination here, and as part of part of trying to funnel the entire nation you know, to just ape into equities. Um, any any thoughts on that? Yeah, it's one of those hard ones. The you know, is it a coordinated thing? You know, the coordination right is always a tricky thing because coordination can imply that you know there's there's seven people all kind of putting this together and they're driving something or coordination can be like that kind of decentralized cathedral um thing where it's where everybody's on the kind of the same page just by uh indoctrination and uh training so Mm, i think that um, i think it's a latter yeah that could be i don't when it comes to the nisa and the stock market as such you know you have the you know, obvious problem that Japanese people recognize where there has been inflation going on. The yen, despite their best effort, efforts, still as of today is 145, 146 to the U.S. dollar. Um, they have to put their money somewhere, right? Like um, burying it in the backyard just is not viable anymore. Um, and if uh, Mrs. Watanabe, as you commented on last time, is on the ball a little bit, she wants to put the thing somewhere. She's not keyed into bitcoin she doesn't have access to some of the other um other instruments so what does she do she buys what's presented to her um so yeah it's it's hard to see i mean we'll see how this all kind of plays out i would be reticent to completely deny that there is 
some kind of coordination going on. I'd be reticent to say that the uh, the cathedral, the Japanese cathedral, isn't kind of uh, sinking in uh, S Y N C uh, to get everything, you know, as to get everybody on the same page. Why they would be doing that, where they're going, is is probably the more difficult question and to see you know what are the effects of that um going over the next couple of years but you know you gotta you know dance while the guy music's playing and if ever if if things are moving in that direction which it seems to be you know they you know it's hard to deny that they aren't uh moving people in the direction that they seem to want to move them right Hmm. Well, my theory on this, and I want to go on the record, I have been on the record before, I'll do it again, is that they're solving a couple of, so it's it's a few birds with one stone, but one is the pensions. So if you recall, uh, a little while back, they re- leaked, quote unquote, leaked the information that every, uh, you would need. It was something like $200,000 of savings mm-hmm. in order to retire in Japan. And the... the um, uh, the NISA, the, the amount you can uh, invest in a NISA happens to be around that figure. Mm. And so I, th- I feel like everyone's being encouraged to do this to save. That will help the government then kind of rug everyone when it comes to pensions, which uh, mm. is inevitable, right? Um, the, the second thing I think, though, is a little bit more, um, what's the word, insidious, is I, you know, I believe that they whatever is in the nisa i think is going to be protected and so i think i I trust the government to the extent japanese government that they won't do anything funny with it i think the nisa will be yours i think anything outside the nisa is up for grabs and so the way i think this is going to work is within the next couple of years i don't know when the time is going to be i suspect it'll be It'll be before 2030 for certain, but they will they will be increasing capital gains on equities uh, to the extent I, I I mean I've heard you know so I I, th- I feel like the first one will be 30 percent so it's it's around 20 percent right now mm. uh, I think it'll go up to 30 I think it'll end up being 50 to 100 I really do mm. um, and then and then and it'll be like everything in your NISA is safe everything outside you're a greedy you know what, what such and such you're not you're mm. not you're good japanese and so that that all needs to be given to the cause so you know and any any wealth that you have that the government knows about i i think putting it in the nisa is probably a good idea if you want to stay in japan Mm. and for the wealth that they don't know about well that's that's where bitcoin comes in right Mm. yeah it'll be interesting i mean you've said yeah you've said that before you this is uh i remember you saying this in the past it's I mean that's fourth turning kind of shit. That bail in, that's Greek, uh, Greek, um, Greek bail in whenever that was, 2014 kind of shit. Um, as such, you see that play out in Japan. Shit is wild, right? <laughs> so you really you're predicting you're predicting some pretty some pretty funky uh, turbulence over the next couple of years. Over the next, uh, well, some of the time frame is is this decade, so twenty thirty, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're right on that, then some shit has gone. May, I mean, there's a, there's obviously a war <laughs> going on, or has mm. at, will have gone on um, that involves Japan. There'll be a major financial crisis. There's a bunch of shit that has to to line up for that to be the case, and you know. It, at, at this point, looking at the at the world stage and America's weirdness and blowing up Yemen and all this other kind of crazy shit going on at the moment, it's hard to really argue with you. Um, mm. You know, obviously nobody's Nostradamus here, so we have no idea what's coming. But um, with them ramping up missile trading to Japan, whatever that was six eight months ago, them you know all the mm-hmm. kind of you know kind of back and forth with China that goes on all the time could be right. You know, um, I I have a hard time seeing though uh, if if it is one of those major fourth turning events. I I really don't know what the NISA will do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I don't know what that'll get you. Who cares? Uh, they might not touch it, but what what difference would it make? Well, if you're if you're so, I guess the idea is that equities hold up in through throughout this fourth turning event. If they don't, yeah, we're screwed. Yeah, which would be. I mean, this seems like one of those stupid. I mean. 
stupid central planner kind of things like we'll we'll nuke the system but i bet we can but we'll we'll keep you know the nisa and everyone's 401k afloat you know like yeah good luck good luck uh, mr oz i I doubt you can you know thread that needle but you know maybe you're right maybe they'll give it a shot if you look at weimar for example and and maybe that's not for turning um I'm not sure how that how that lines up with the full turning, but the white equities held up reasonably well. Like I think you, you got an effect. I I I'm just you know pulling this number out of the air. Might might be wrong, but it was something like like you got an effective thirty percent haircut, something like that. I think. Mm. But if, in 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 real terms, in in nominal terms, you know you kept up pretty well. So if there's going to be sort of uh, hyperinflation or even like more severe inflation than we've seen. That is one way to preserve your purchasing power, and the good thing is, if it's in a tax advantage vehicle like a Nisa, then it you know you are you are gen- genuinely keeping up with the inflation at least, right? Yeah, um, you, you're not getting taxed, so yeah, it could be you know it could work for that. Well, the problem with that is like the uh, the Weimar time frame. Yeah, they might have survived Weimar, but then they got nuked into oblivion by the war. So mm, well if uh, if that's if that's the parallel, then maybe you can keep your purchasing power until you know. The Russians bomb the ever-living shit out of Tokyo, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I mean, I you know, history doesn't repeat rhymes. You know, who the hell knows? So mm. Japan has thus far stayed out of most conflicts for the past, you know, couple decades. May they do so in my lifetime as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. Well, well, let me let me finish us off on just one little note. Um, so I'm, I wanted I wanted to see if you had had this experience as well. But for me, every time now, ever since 2011, when they of course there was the, the large um, earthquake in Fukushima, um, I think that the, the foreign media learned that that was something they could get clicks from. Like people, mm. for whatever reason, love disasters in Japan. Mm. And so now every time there's an earthquake of any kind of size, I always get messaged within, you know, whatever, half an hour. Oh, are you okay? Are you okay? Mm. Um, now, as, as, as you know, we had the earthquake in uh, on January the 1st. Very very tragic. That was up in, um, do you remember where, exactly where that was? It was up north, right? Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it, but it was in the sort of countryside. And the thing about earthquakes is they tend to be fairly localized. And so, yeah, of course you can get really catastrophic damage that happens and does happen, um, fairly regularly, but it, it, it tends to be very limited to that local area in terms of the, that kind of, uh, severe impact. And so, yeah, people did die, buildings did collapse, but it was, it, it affected just a, a, a couple of, t- uh, sort of smaller villages or towns. Japan was an absolute tragedy, for, you know, thoughts and prayers, uh, to, to those people, but, um, but it absolutely, you know, no, no impact on, on, on anyone sort of outside of, of that geography and so but 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 every time there's an earthquake I, I i just think it's the bbc and people and i guess in the states it'll be who fox news or someone mm. just runs with oh you know japan's falling into the ocean and, and everyone everyone sort of you know puts two and two together and gets and makes five but um do you do you do you also get um con- contacts from panicked relatives and friends back home well, most people are, are could care less if I die, so I don't get many contacts. But I do find out about it later, and I do uh, uh, hear the uh, um, hear the news from overseas, and you know, you get the impression that uh, that it's over this time, boys. Uh, Godzilla's coming back, and and we're mm. all dead. And uh, yeah, it, I think part of it is also like you know, in the U.S., you know, there's an earthquake every forty-seven years, and it, it's usually the uh, a rumble that'll knock glasses off a shelf to the at, at the most so earthquakes just freak people out they've seen too many movies um is isn't the one isn't there gonna be one though was it yosemite or somewhere there's a part under a park there's a some kind of volcano when it goes like hot um is it the pacific side of the u.s is gonna yeah. be destroyed or something lord willing yes <laughs> god's punishment on all of california for being california <laughs> Yeah, well, we mm. we long for that day, but yes, it will send (laughs) California into the ocean where it belongs. Yeah, yeah, well, um, so yeah, I mean, that's that's my my experience. I find it, I don't know, it's one of those mildly annoying things. I guess it's just something you have to put up with. I I don't expect everyone to be an expert on Japanese geography or anything. I I I know, I, I suppose half the time we should just be grateful people understand that it's a separate island to mainland China. Yes, most um, people still don't know that, or at least people right. I talk to. 
Right, so that's progress of a kind, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe next time if you're listening and you're overseas, a uh, quick quick check on the, maybe if the BBC includes a map, you could zoom in and um, just, you know, if it's nowhere near Tokyo, probably, uh, you know, Doom Dash wasn't hit, so yeah. no, need to, no need to hit me up. Amen. All right, moving on. Builder segment, quick one today. Um, cool company called Seed Hammer. Uh, they 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 have a, a fancy setup. If you got a bunch of Bitcoin and you want to put your stuff on steel plates, and but you don't want to sit there and etch it by hand like some 14th century artisanal uh, sculptor, and you know, but you want it pretty secured, they make this kind of setup that allows uh, allows you to trustlessly or non-hackably put the information into this device that will etch this, or not just etch this thing, like really imprint this thing in non-screwable style into heavy metal plates. Um, they say their ultimate goal is to empower everyone to self-custody their Bitcoin in an easy, convenient, and secure manner. And to be more specific, they want to empower individuals at every stage of their Bitcoin custody journey to start receiving their first Bitcoin and extending all the way to spending it from a self-sovereign cold storage solution. Uh, this involves key steps, including generating secure seed, funding a wallet, creating backups, facilitating recovery, and enabling seamless spending. The part of the journey they are working on is to ba- is the backup and recovery aspects of that. Uh, they want to enable everyone to produce self-sovereign steel backups of their wallets, and the process must be user-friendly, intuitive, and simple, and recovery should be as easy as scanning a QR code. And for multisig, possible with mo- multiple amounts of shares. The solution is air-gapped, trustless, based on open-source software, and robust to be used by anyone looking to be a sovereign individual or even sovereign nation state uh they have a steel etching machine so they got this machine that you can buy that that will uh etch this stuff into granite uh they got the controller and they got the steel plates you can buy them all from seedhammer.com and you can find them online at seedhammer the setup seem you know they, they talk about it being you know simple for for individuals, I, I question the simplicity to a certain extent when it comes to something like this. But uh, from what I've from what I saw when I was looking at it, it seems like a great set, setup if you want to buy the machine and you really want to be hardcore with the seed plates. Is that so? Is that is it? Um, it sounds like it's a steel plate for putting yep. seed on, but then also that had something else like they help you generate your seed and it's sort of an end-to-end solution for generating well, no, they, storing seeds or they uh they just want to promote that so oh they're not going to do all the other stuff for you but once you have all that you got a wallet set oh. up and all that they will uh they want to make that that their their end of it as simple and as secure as as possible was their point okay well i mean that sounds great i i recommend anyone listening to use a steel plate um to to restore your seed the and and i also recommend any anybody to go on uh, jemison lop's website mm. because he tests a number of these steel plates and not all the steel plates are made equal um and the what what lop does is he he'll do like a per- percussion is that the word test where he'll drop something i think he mm. uses he uses special equipment to apply almost it's 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 the equivalent of a building collapsing on the plate essentially that kind of thing he'll he'll use acid he uh, and that sort of um, the acid test i think is to replicate the kind of uh, passage of time mm. uh, effect on on the steel and then also you'll do a fire test and obviously that's the the the, the, the scenario is it's, it's something like an earthquake where there's the you know your, your house collapses on the seed there's a fire um and it takes you a while to recover that and it's also maybe you know submerged in water um and is it going to survive that or not and you would be surprised because some of the <clears throat> offers that the commercially available offers out there they don't survive they don't hold up very well um and so yeah um would 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 highly recommend anyone look into that it's because you know uh if if the worst does happen and you ha- you know your house does burn down um you know and you happen to have your you had your hardware wallet and the c phrase in the same location which i assume many people may do mm-hmm. that would you would lose everything right so mm-hmm. better not to lose everything it's a bit of a bit of a kind of pain to to do it uh, at first um takes a little bit longer than just writing down on a piece of paper but it's definitely worth it for the peace of mind 
Absolutely. Can you imagine living by Jameson Lop as he stands in his backyard blowing <laughs> shit up all the time? He's like, hey, let me throw acid at this random thing. You know, standing there terrified of what this crazy libertarian is doing in his backyard. But yeah, yeah. no, great. Uh, you, you, you keyed me on to Jameson's uh, work on that. And I think, yeah, you're right. By far uh, the best uh, source of knowledge is Jameson on that. He usually has uh, the best uh of advice when it comes to the seed plate thing because also etching it is not nearly as good as the punch holes it seems or not mm. the punch holes but the, the where the the little rivets that you put in this in that's the my seed understanding plate, yeah you know, mm-hmm. so which is interesting because i would have had no idea and uh thank you jameson for your your hard work but that's seed hammer you can find them at seedhammer.com or on x at seed hammer spelled as it sounds which ends the builder segment for today if you're a regular listener to the podcast you can support the show and help us grow by listening on fountain a podcast app on ios or android you can share your thoughts on this episode or simply say thanks by sending some sets with a comment called a boost getting started is easy you can top up your fountain wallet with a bank card or any lightning wallet you can earn sets by listening on fountain and being an active member of the community visit fountain.fm to learn more now Continuing on from last time, we move back to Miss Nozomi Hayase and her work on the network, or her article, rather, on the networked Messiah. Did you enjoy the last one? I did. I, You know, I felt, um, I, I, I had a little bit of self-reflection after the show, and I listened back, and I thought I should have done a better job researching her, like understanding her before going into the shows. So I have done a little bit of further reading, and 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 I, and I think I've come to understand at least like a little bit more where she's coming from. Um, but we'll see. Well, I prefer to take the belligerent dickhead uh, tack, so you will be the more congenial of us this time, I guess, and I will continue to be. In- I'll try. An ignorant dick about this whole thing. So, we got through first couple sections last time. Today we pick up with the cypherpunks holy grail. Stop me whenever. We begin. The creation of Bitcoin was the holy grail for cypherpunks, a loosely connected online group that had advocated for social change through the use of strong cryptography. In his essay titled, The Moral Character... Can I I stop that? Is that that true? Or is it... Is this, with the cypherpunks and I, with they advocating for social change through the use of strong cryptography is what I'm asking. The social change stands out to me. It, I don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, so with, it's an interesting. It's a loaded term, right? Like it'd be hard mm, to know exactly. I mean, obviously, if you're doing anything um, as they were doing, there, there's a social change component that they're looking for. But what exactly mm, do, do what, what exactly were they doing? What exactly were they they aiming mm, for? Uh, and what does she mean by that? Uh, you know, of course, it's I, to be questioned. Well, I always thought I took the cypherpunk thing to be more, um, less social change and more just about protecting oneself and one's privacy. Didn't really think of it beyond that. When I think of something like social change, I think of some thing more political where you would sort of mobilize as a political force and maybe try and change get you know lobby for some legislation or something like that or some you know social well, cultural all... norms to change those and I, just, I, I never i never associated that with cypherpunk well they were all sovereign individual types right like they they wanted to have um control over privacy and whatnot and and anything mm. like that 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 is an absolute that that that's a. Uh, a use of, of force, quote unquote, or uh, a, uh, in in that in the way that that they would they would have used it through cryptography and privacy, uh, things like that, um, is is a political action, right? Um, mm. Definitionally, right? Um, because if you're creating something that is explicitly against government interference and intervention, that is a political act. Fair enough. So I, I, I just don't know how she's using the term social movement or whatever, uh, social change, um, because were, were they from the beginning thinking of uh, their work as something social or just like mm. libertarian, don't fuck with me in my 
my stuff was it was it individualistic uh but as you can see like moving on like as as they continued to grow like a lot of them got into obviously bitcoin which we'll be talking about and they're usually the biggest proponents of you know bitcoin is changing the world or whatever hmm. okay. so in his essay titled the moral character of cryptographic work philip rogaway professor of computer science pointed out a significant shift in the scientific community's engagement with ethics after world war ii after world war ii okay this is going to be interesting because i know that the scientific community didn't cover itself with glory in terms of ethics during <laughs> and in the build-up to world war ii so whereas scientific work in previous decades had aimed at being detached politically and divorced from the moral dimension Rogaway noted a change in direction occurring. This is a problem because that's never how it was. Um, I've not read Rogaway. This would be interesting to read his work, but never was scientific work uh, aiming to be detached politically and divorced from the moral dimension. That mm. that that's never <laughs> that's never what it mm. what it that's never what it did. Uh, so while we continue. An increasing number of scientists and engineers started to engage in issues of social responsibility and attempt to actively develop technology in a way that was aligned to their perception of human values and priorities. Oh, that that's probably I, okay. I, I I think I can accept that though, right? So I think what she's saying, or or, or she's citing here, is that there was a tendency to for science to see its job post World War Two as kind of. Man, bringing in a, a a kind of te techno utopia or something like that, or there was a, there was a shift to a, to that kind of way of thinking. I I would kind of I would agree with that. I don't think it was a good thing, but yeah, I, th I think that happened. Well, I mean, I have a hard time with that because, like, look at any science that was, um, you know, it, you know, simple as post enlightenment, Darwinism, uh, eugenics, all of these kind of things were looking were romantic in their oh. orientation were looking to mm. do the following uh they might uh they might have not had the kind of um post liberal kind of uh emergent um however you would de define um post uh classical liberal bent on social change and a very uh, progressive outlook on what science's role in the world was, but they always had, um, especially the the romantic types of, of science in the in the post um, in the in the post enlightenment would have always uh, had their ideals set towards making things better. Right? They were never just pure Spock-like rationalists. Um, where were we? Oh, yes. Within the Bitcoin project, cypherpunks uh, revitalized the moral impulse in cryptographic work. Like knights of the Brotherhood who set out to rescue a princess from the dragon, they mobilized... Oh, that's, that's Jungian. That's the Jungian influence <laughs> yeah. right there. <laughs> they mobilized in cyberspace using asymmetric encryption as a shield. By successfully using cryptographic proof to eliminate need to trust central authority, they unlock the values that have been captured by the hierarchical network of central banks. So, yeah, I mean, this, I mean, she's obviously coming at it from that kind of, um, uh, self-sovereign libertarian, um, ideal, um, and framing it in such a way that, this movement towards uh, equ um, equality and uh, the breakdown of hierarchy is necessarily good. I actually don't think that's what happened. Um, I've said that before. I think the the libertarian angle on it, they I don't think they knew what they had, and I, I, I think they didn't understand what they were doing. They were focusing on something else, but the, the broader implications of Bitcoin are right-wing. They're not libertarian they're not classically liberal at all um so her framing of this um although of course they 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 move against central banks but that that's just one type of hierarchy that's just one element of hierarchy is these central mm -hmm. banks and we're moving um that 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 doesn't just because they, they moved against one shitty corrupt institution uh doesn't uh negate the broader paradigm of hierarchy. So I think she, mm. she, she's proving too much with her point there. 
Mm, yeah. Next section. Principles of interconnectedness. The creation of Bitcoin restored the feminine principle of interconnectedness. Like, where did she pull this? Like, what is this? Wow. This is great. I like this. Is great. Let's keep Just going. Make up random shit. Um, this is awesome. It, I've never looked at my note and thought that was part of the female principle of interconnectedness. But my uh, note is sexy. I'll give it that. <laughs> it has less curves and more angles. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> It is an intelligence of the heart that embraces all dynamics of life without wow. creating a value of hierarchy. Really? It yeah. embraces all dynamics of life. You have no it's... idea, my friend. You you have really fallen into something that is pretty magical here. This shit is serious. I thought I had taken the orange pill, but this is something. This is I want I'm, I want some of the pills that she's been taking. Absolutely. It maintains the balance of all impulses of human nature, making sure that some forces do not become dominant. Oh, is she talking about the mine? So the miner, the node runner, and the Bitcoin user kind of I'm, keeping yeah, each other in check. Is that I'm the... sure that this is all trinitarian or heretical <laughs> thing. But also, I mean, like it doesn't keep fucking uh, um, greed in check. We all want number go up. I don't know what she's talking about. Like. If anything, that's terrible for that. Um, mm -hmm. So even on the face of it, that's moronic. But we continue. Enshrined in Bitcoin's consensus algorithm is the wisdom of the heart. <laughs> it's really hard to get through this without just kind of laughing. You know what I mean? It just sounds ridiculous. Wow. No. Yeah. Okay. It's really fun. I, where do people come up with this? Like, people read this. And they're like, yeah, this is deep, man. This is this is awesome. Uh, no one I mean, I guess... Go ahead. You know, if you're speaking to the converted, I can imagine people like lapping this up. Um, they want to believe it's something else other than just software. I um, guess. You know, gives but I mean, do you, I don't know. I mean, could you imagine? I mean, like even amongst our our crew, could you imagine writing something like this and then reading it at uh, at one no. of our meetups? They would. We would be fucking mocked out of existence. I think. Right? Yeah, anyway. so it's a different kind of Bitcoiner, right? That probably yeah. wouldn't like our group, but. I'm not, yeah, interesting point, interesting point. Hmm. Known as proof of work, it is used as a coordination mechanism to facilitate Bitcoin mining, a process that involves creation of money and clearing of transactions. Well, at least it's, yeah, okay, good, yeah, something that's factual. Here's a brief description of how mining works. In an open, transparent network where rules are applied to everyone equally, computers around the world called miners engage in a broadcast math competition. Rules of the game are fixed and made clear at the outset. They include a total quantity of Bitcoin that can, that can never, I guess never is what you mean, never be created or it can be ever created. Math caps the monetary base at the 21 million Bitcoin, a predictable issuance rate and automatic adjustment of difficulty of the mining. In order to earn Bitcoin, everyone has to follow the rules of the game and do the work. Use precious resources that are necessary to solve the problems. Each 10 minutes, problems are solved, and whoever solves the problem first wins a fixed number of Bitcoin. Uh, that, that, you know, that's a, a fair description of, of the system, right? You know, mm, I think so. No problem there. No. So when she wants to write something fucking normal, then she can. Um, guided by the heart's intelligence. Oh, here we go again. Guided <laughs> by the heart's intelligence, Bitcoin's decentralized network allows all forces of nature to enter freely. Wow, does it? I don't what even know what the hell that nature? means. What does that? What does that fucking mean? Like, I don't even know what that means. Enter freely. Oh, she's so she's saying anybody can participate in the network, and so whatever your spirit animal is, right? You can you you can spin up a no, a node, connect uh, to the network, and or a miner, and and participate. I guess that's it. It's not you're not excluding anyone based on any. You think that's what that means? I couldn't. I, I, if you were to ask me, I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't tell you if, if gun to the head, I couldn't tell you what that meant. Hmm. Whereas the centralized fiat system reserves the value of individuality for those at the top of the hierarchy, managing and controlling ordinary people's acts of self-interest, Bitcoin removes this restriction and distributes it, distributes it throughout the network. I guess you're right. I really can't, for the life of me, understand what this means. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to meditate on this section for a while because I'm I'm at the a loss. The heart's intelligence bit I don't understand. Why? What? What's the heart? The intelligence of the heart? That's something yeah. I need to work out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna <laughs> let's keep going. You should, you should meditate. 
<laughs> At the same time, by aligning everyone's self-interest, it placed personal interest in relation to the interests of the whole network. This way, the technology ensures that self-seeking tendencies do not get isolated, becoming hostile, antisocial impulses. Mm. What? By aligning everyone's self-interest. I guess that's, I guess that's just the idea that um, incentives... We're mindful of incentives in Bitcoin. Bitcoin was designed with incentives in mind, and those incentives are aligned to the greatest extent to be beneficial to the network at large, right? That's kind of, I guess, what she's saying. The problem that I have with this is because fucking Roger Veer and all these other people exist, right? Like that were part of it and then actively mm. work to change it or challenge it or mm. screw with it. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do that at all. <laughs> um, mm. Right. I guess he didn't follow the wisdom of the heart. <laughs> no, he, did not. <laughs> he most certainly did not follow the wisdom of the heart. He followed the wisdom of the balls, I guess. I don't know what he was following. <laughs> all right. Well, yeah, I, I I have a, like I I don't understand. I'm, this one thing is like, well, Bitcoin. This, this something. This gets trotted out a lot. It's like Bitcoin has the um, the power to like change people. But you see, pe- if people come in all of the friggin' time. Even now, like with the ordinals thing, which neither you or I care much about, but you have the the true believers on one end that can't stand these fucking things, and then you have people on the other end that are like using them. They, I mean, because they're obviously scammy, nonsensical crap, right? Mm. The, the, inscriptions for the most part but you know either side you know they're not aligning at all they're both bitcoiners mm. as such but they they're rabid they're they're yeah they're rapidly at each other's throats well it's it's the block war all over again i think and it's the same kind of people on on either side of the extremes mm. I, th- I i really do think yeah yeah i don't but it, it just doesn't cause a moral revolution of the soul here so that we're all aligned not in the slightest well, no, both one number go up, right? And it's just, but it's just that one side thinks that we need to be laser focused on Bitcoin as hard money, and the other, no. but the other side just thinks we need mass adoption and different. It's, it's, it's just a different way of, and that was the same during the block size war, right? So mm. it's not really, it's nothing moral. Right? Everyone's just in this to get rich. Absolutely. Next section: the genius of incentive structure. The intelligence of the heart, while being neutral to all forces, holds the tension of the opposite that arises. It spontaneously establishes an order. Being modeled after nature's ingenious architecture, Bitcoin's elegant economic incentives contain contrasting impulses of human action without applying pressure. It makes seemingly diametric tendencies such as self-interest and mutual aid compatible as a form of reciprocal altruism. Reciprocal altruism. I haven't heard that for a while. That's um, Dawkins's idea, right? In the selfish gene. Oh, is that what that is? is? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, he was kin-based altruism. What's reciprocal altruism? Yeah, she's oh, got a... a similar thing. It's the um, if if you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours kind of idea, right? Uh, definitionally, I guess that's what that would have to mean. Mm. Like, um, but altruism isn't a scratch my back, you scratch yours. It's like I'll scratch yours right. despite you not scratching mine. Yeah, sorry. He, I think he described it as kin-based altruism because because uh, you can prove that kin is more is is likely to more likely to reciprocate. Or if you have a system where kin-based um, organisms are, uh, have reciprocal altruism, that is a more successful, more robust system. I think that was the, the central idea of his thesis. Yeah, it's I mean, really I, I I'd have to really get read read what they're saying because altruism is definitionally non-reciprocal like like you that that's what it is it it's i'll jump in the wall i'll i'll altruistically jump in the the freezing lake to save mm. the kid despite the fact that i'm going to drown right Mm-mm-mm. there's nothing the kid's going to get back to me because i'm dead um so i i don't know what what this means she's got a highlighted here i don't feel like clicking the link uh so we'll just assume that she's making up some other nonsensical crap um Reciprocal altruism to act in favor of others is to increase the likelihood of repayment in the future. Which is like this what I but it's fucking not altruistic. Then then it's just reciprocal. Then it's just transactional. It's not altruism. I'm fine with transactional, but don't call it altru- altruistic. I clicked on the link. It links out to some economics site, uh, Dizzynomics. So I think 
<laughs> we can probably stop here and just yes. uh, with, with that inquiry. Yes, we will leave that one alone. The way that Bitcoin does this is through encouragement of is is through, is through its encouragement to check one's self-interest by appealing to one's self-interest itself with creative use of rewards. What? The way Bitcoin does this is through its encouragement to check one's self-interest by appealing to one's self-interest itself with creative use of rewards. I, I can't follow that either. I will say uh, one thing I did find out about her when I was researching is, um, and we should so we should be charitable, um, is that she uh, she apparently did grow up in Japan and so she's a native Japanese speaker and she she didn't fit in in Japan by her own account and moved to the States to kind of, you know, um, because she didn't really like Japan. Um, I feel like that's a common thing with, with Bitcoiners. Um, yeah, I kind of felt the same thing about the UK, to be honest. Um, but, um, and so, but my point is that she, she kind of turned herself into an English native speaker, um, by her own account again. And, and that, so sometimes I think that's what makes her, I mean, she, and, and, and to her credit, I, I just assume she was a native English speaker, you know, from, from, from birth and whatever. Um, you know, she, obviously her English is very good, uh, native level, but, but I, th I think that maybe sometimes it can be a little bit unclear. Maybe the Japanese kind of interferes and, um, and, 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 and I've noticed maybe, maybe that's why it's difficult to understand so in some parts I don't, you know, I, I know I'm probably sounding a bit ignorant or bigoted here or whatever, but, uh, I, I think that might explain some of the dif difficulty with the, uh, with the pros for, for us to understand the pros. You're being very generous with that. And I will allow mm. you to do that. However, I, I stand on the fact that she's just making shit up and this doesn't make any sense, but dash will be the 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 kind element this time and he says it's because she doesn't speak english um, <laughs> <laughs> bitcoin's unique monetary design sets rewards in a way that makes it more beneficial for one to play honestly and collaborate to play by the rules than for one to attack the network with its built-in scarcity a deflationary nature is built into the bitcoin protocol issuance that decreases every four years, guarantees an increase of its value. Also, mining difficulty is adjusted according to a demand with a tight feedback loop every two weeks, ensuring that mining is always profitable. My only beef here is the that the decrease in issuance does not guarantee an increase of value. Like if, if there's no buyers, I mean, we saw that with the stock to flow. If there's no buyers on the other end, um, mm. then decreasing, you can have a, dec you can have a decreasing amount of a, piece of crap that nobody wants right that that doesn't guarantee and we need to stop saying that that it guarantees number go up it does not guarantee number go up well i think what she's saying here though am i is, is, is it this part about the mining being profitable that we're talking about um that be, um in, um that the, the according to demand with a tight feedback loop every two weeks ensuring that mining is always profitable well yeah but it, it can't do that either Right, like right. it can't insure. It can't insure. It can't insure. Um, no, it, you it can't. It it is, uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a means, though, I guess, of. Um, I'm again. I'm trying to be charitable, right? But it is a it is a means to kind of. I guess. I guess a, 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 a price discovery mechanism is maybe one way to put it. And so, if you're able to uh, find cheap enough power and run a tight ship operationally, then you have a good shot of being profitable because there is a kind of free market and a, and a price discovery mechanism um, working within the system. I, you know, I guess. Would, would yeah, you, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people who like really push the meme of absolute digital scarcity. I, you know, I I don't know. That's really dependent on buyers, though. I mean, we'll see. I, you know, I'm I'm for the idea. I just don't. I it's just not set in stone. It's not gospel truth that, you know, absolute scarcity means number go up. Um, no, I agree with you there. I just, but in terms of the, the, um, I think she's also talking though about the difficulty adjustment. Mm. So the difficulty adjustment is a, me a means to, um, kind of match demand with supply in terms of 
so so in, in other words if the price of of, of a bitcoin went down it goes down the hash rate comes off the network and then the difficulty is just down mm. and so in that sense there is a mechanism to keep the 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 kind of uh essentially the marginal price of mining bitcoin to be the cost the actual cost to required to to mine it and that that's that's all it's saying and in in that sense it is true but that that has no as you say that has no um nothing to say about what the price is going to be or what the demand is going to be because that's completely outside of the system so we'll see yeah. we'll see if she can expand on this and and resolve this this conflict for us with this feature rather than a narrow short-sightedness one is encouraged to hold long term uh, with the view of consequences of actions and to subdue the desire for instant gratification. Like, all right, yeah, 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 you're right, meh. The system incentivizes economically rational actors to recognize the benefit of cooperating with the network and to voluntarily choose to follow the rules of consensus. Eh, fine. I mean, she's like uh, uh, high time preference versus low time preference. I, you know, that's a safetyine kind of thing. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Fierce and brutal competition between Bitcoin miners does not dominate or squash altruistic impulses, okay, uh, such as the act of collaboration and sharing. Rather, it increases these values by creating a solid foundation, whereby greed can bring in more resources and energies that are used to secure the entire network. Hmm. Fierce and brutal competition between Bitcoin miners does not dominate or squash altruism. Um, yes, it does. <laughs> you know, it's it's the rule. It's it's the rules base that can't be broken, which you know keeps the uh, the uh, the fierce and brutal competition in in bounds. But if it didn't, if the if it didn't have a heart, if it didn't have an inescapable uh, rule set then that would that would just run well according to is it jason lowry who wrote soft war we, we're, we're going to be firing missiles at each other's hash sensors of hash rate in the next <laughs> decade so i should have bought that book now that book is fifty seven thousand dollars or whatever it is like I, I was actually curious to read that um but yeah the return of the goddess oh boy uh the protocol of bitcoin the goddess that was once disappeared, was brought back to our civilization. Thank the Lord. Who is this female god, you ask? That is now reappearing. She is the inspiration behind the idea of the Enlightenment. Thomas Jefferson acknowledged her nature as God in the Declaration of Independence. She, who granted the inalienable rights, among which life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are front and center. She is the mother of exiles, a mighty woman with torch, whose flame <laughs> is the imprisoned light, uh, lightning. Through the computer scripting language, she began to speak again. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, yearning to be free. The wretched refuse teeming shore. Send these homeless tempest toast, mm. tempest toast to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. I know there's a tear in your eye right now. As an American, I appreciate such simping for my government <laughs> from this Japanese woman, she, but good Lord. She has read too much court history. Yes. I want to send her a, a link to Curtis Yarvin. Oh, yes, um, very much. Please do. Mm. I would love to have her on and have her have, have respond to that. <laughs> oh. What what absurd... I'm sorry, but what absurd, absurd statements here. I mean, good Lord. All right, well, continuing on. Through linking the knowledge of mathematics with the wisdom of nature, Bitcoin reinstituted a balance between masculine and feminine values. This sacred union now awakens faith within ordinary people, allowing them to believe in their ability to self-determine their own lives. That actually must have been what happened to Larry Fink with the uh, the ETF, just <laughs> being positive now. I'm I'm sold. Uh... The invention of Bitcoin made separation of money. From the state possible for the first time in our history, free. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. Is that true? Uh, Didn't we have free banking in America? Or we, or you, I suppose, have free banking in America uh, before the. F was it when was that? Like the 19th century or something? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a, I'm not really up on that. That's kind of like a Nick, uh, a Nick Carter thing. I don't know how well that. I, I mean, like that. That was kind of like. Um, 
um, that wasn't even really separated from from state as such because it it, it had uh, mm. each individual state had their own and uh, it, right. it was kind of existent at the at the the allowance of the state. So when when something is allowed by the state for a time, it's not really free from right. Like because <laughs> as soon as they yeah. wanted to turn it off, they did. Um, so I don't know how to I don't know how to cat- categorize that personally, but I get your point. The invention of Bitcoin made separation of money from the state possible for the first time in our history. Freed from a centralized image of God and the imposed moralism, we can now find within ourselves the authority to guide our own actions. Imposed moralism. Hmm. Yeah. I see. She needs blue hair. In a network that enables freedom for all participants, we can follow our own instinct and can, can transform that into moral intuition. By each choosing to abide by the rule of consensus, sovereign individuals can now form relationships in harmony with one another without external compulsion. It, I mean, that external goes. Compulsion. That so, goes. So I mean, <laughs> the rules are external compulsion. Damn it! So if I if I go to a, a fellow sovereign individual and say, "Hey, give me a Bitcoin, or I'll stab you in the eye," yeah, that seems. I don't know what 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 does Bitcoin do to remove that kind of compulsion. Well, you won't want to do that anymore because the goddess within you has been awakened. Mm, I see. You've been calmed, thankfully. Remember that. From deep with, deep inside the web, a new godhead is arising. Within its face, changing color and shape every ten minutes, we see a mosaic of our own images, a networked messiah capable of saving humanity and giving birth to a new world. We find God in ourselves and in each other. I don't know I if Bitcoin's to... God or if I'm God now. I'm having a hard time following. <laughs> I have to say, this is amazing. I think she uh, she is a prophet s. Yes. She she has she has foreseen the uh, emergence of ordinals and inscriptions, right? Because that's the only way I can make sense of this mosaic of our of our images. Yes. Brilliant. I even as you know, we're both Christians, but even not as one, I would find this upsetting. You know what I mean? Like this is just. Just this, that's the um, end of it. And I, I, well, I think that is the issue, right? Because if people don't have a grounding, they do need some people need meaning in their lives. And so, yeah. you know, I can see people lapping this up if they have if they have very, very shallow, if, if that part of their life is very shallow and non existent, which in many in our contemporary world, many people just completely unmoored from their um, cultural foundations, right? And uh, the ours being Christian. Mm. Um, and, and so I can see them just being suckers to sort of lap this kind of stuff up, but it's, if you, I think, yeah, if you really just hold it up, uh, to scrutiny, it doesn't, it does, it doesn't hold up well. It's, it's, it's not, it's not very solid. It's no, it's, I can see the, the attempt is kind of, it's kind of, you're kind of feeling in the dark for meaning, Mm. but you know, it's you're not putting a solid structure together here that's going to withstand, you know, um, the uh, the slings and arrows of of, of, of misfortune. So, yeah, um, I you know, I kind of I under kind of felt I feel like I understand a little bit where she's coming from. I feel a little bit sorry for her. Uh, I think she's looking for the answers in all the wrong places. And um, again, I <laughs> she, she's still laboring under a lot of illusion. I think which. A lot of people are in the world. I think I, I was up until very recently as well. I'm sure. I'm sure there's still all sorts of illusions I'm laboring under. Mm. Um, uh, but 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 she's laboring under illusions which I I have, you know, th- thrown off. Um, mm. And and uh, like 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 believing the the American court history, for example. I mean, that's something that kind of surprises me that she's she seems to she seems to think America was perfect. I guess. Um, I, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but she, it seems she's got this impression that America was kind of founded in this, uh, it was like this moral, this, this the, the, or I guess it's more of the enlightenment, right? That she's, mm. she's, she maybe puts the enlightenment on a pedestal and she thinks mm. that um, we've gotten too far from the values of the enlightenment or something like that, um, which I feel she needs to, she needs to question more and she re- probably needs to question the enlightenment more than she, than she has done. Um, but yeah, that's, um, that's my, uh, those, those are my thoughts. Well, I couldn't. I couldn't wrap it up any better than that. I mean, I have more. Un, I have more unkind words to say, but I will allow your more tempered and uh, congenial voice to be the last word on the subject. Dash, I enjoyed it. We'll do the next one. We'll set this up uh, as we get offline. Next time. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Later, brother. <laughs>
Konnichiwa Wipe like red dot GTR DCA to BTC Stacking satsas manager Hey, Konnichiwa Wipe like red dot GTR DCA to BTC Stacking satsas manager TikTok Next block, this is a major epoch My C phrase, I keep locked Don't worry about what we got What he got, what she got If it's Bitcoin, we good bruh If it's Bitcoin, we good bruh If it's Bitcoin, we good bruh Like, hey, got a thousand flows hey. Done a hundred shows hey. Check the proof of work yep. Yeah, man, it really shows hey. Citadel living, V for V We keep on giving out You know what we're all about We orange, purple, kitted out Increasing Bitcoin adoption So many plebs have been TikTok, next block, you know we ain't gonna stop it Increasing Bitcoin adoption, so many plebs I've adopted TikTok, next block, you know we ain't gonna stop it Woo!